0: What's your biggest fear about yourself? My biggest fear is not reaching my full potential. And I feel like that's already been, like, that's already happened, you know? I'm 40, and I feel like I could have done so much more, and I haven't. You know, you have this, I had this very romantic idea about me being someone who was somehow important. (laughs) Um, And I haven't fulfilled those dreams, and and I do feel like my time is running out.
1: This is Motherhood Sessions. I'm Dr. Alexandra Sachs. Today I'm talking to a woman we're calling Camilla. She's a stay-at-home mom who's feeling frustrated and struggling to find a sense of purpose. Growing up, she had high aspirations for her career and decided to pursue a Ph.D. in anthropology. But she struggled to fit in and wrestled with feelings of self-doubt. So when she got pregnant with her first child, she went on leave and never came back to school. Now, seven years later, she still hasn't finished her dissertation and is trying to figure out how she got so far off track. Tell me a little bit about those moments and the, where those seeds of self-doubt, like, do you remember oh a day? It started where you- like
0: the first day when our professor went around and asked us to introduce ourselves. Yes. And everyone had like, or whatever, the people before that went before me were able to... I don't know. They spoke with such confidence and had, like, the title of their dissertation. Like, they knew what they were going to do, you know? Like, I'm going to study art production in Germany and the dissemination of blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa. That caused you to doubt
1: yourself? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because I compared myself. I saw how these folks were able to speak in a way that was, I don't know, just... They seemed just way more prepared to be there. And, you know, and with time, I realized that a lot of these kids um, were being groomed from day one to be doctoral candidates or to be professors. You know, my mom's a professor. My dad's like I was the only person in there that was like, I don't know, my parents are immigrants and I come from a poor neighborhood and I English is my second language. Like I was the only person. So it just it just, I don't know, it was just. And I just hated academia. And I was like, wow, I really don't want to be a professor. Got I hadn't it. officially withdrawn from the program, though.
1: Okay. So but you, I had
0: done my exams and had— So
1: you finished all of your coursework yeah, for your and, Ph.D. Bef- well, before before your, your first baby was mm-hmm, born. Mm-hmm. But that, that dissertation was looming.
0: And then once I had the kid, it was like, okay, this is not happening. Yeah, yeah. I never pictured myself having kids. It was never something that I envisioned. Being a mom had never been, like, in the—like, I never saw it as, like— In my future, when I think of myself, I'll be a mom. I mean, to this day, I still feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I'm someone's mom. Like, it just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't fit with anything else that I ever thought that I'd be or I don't know.
1: How did you like when you, I guess, were growing up, how Mm -hmm. did you imagine I don't know what you'd what your life would be like at this stage in your life. So growing up in the Dominican Republic, all the girls, I swear to God, they would be like, my
0: favorite color is pink. Oh, my God, when I grow up, I want to be a mom. And I would be like, my favorite color is black. And when I grow up, I want to be an engineer. And they would laugh at me. But it's because I heard my dad say, you're going to be an engineer. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. Yeah. I had this very romantic idea about me being someone who was somehow important. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, when I was in high school, I really liked listening to Edward Said or Noam Chomsky. And I would think, I want to be like Noam Chomsky and Edward Said one day. I want to be someone who people come to and ask my thoughts on the situation and, you know, wherever. <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and saying, I want to like be an explorer. I want to travel the world. I had a list of like countries that I wanted to live in. Yeah. And in my country kids thought that was so outlandish like yeah. that's for TV. Yeah. That's not real.
1: Did you plan your pregnancies? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Were you what were you doing for birth control? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's so stupid, right? You didn't want to use birth control? How were we thinking? My God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how smart people make dumb decisions all the time, but I guess... I don't think it's a dumb decision. I think it's a one-eye open decision. I think it's a choice. To not use birth control and have sex. Do you think a part of you wanted to leave open the possibility that you would get pregnant because you weren't using birth control? Maybe. Maybe.
0: I mean, now that you're saying it, it's like, yeah, that's probably exactly what happened, even though I never really thought about wanting kids. I think at that age was the first time that it even occurred to me that that was a decision that I that that was a possibility that that should be addressed. But I mean, we didn't do anything about it. Maybe right, we were like, okay with it. Right.
1: I have a hard question, which I don't think there's an easy answer to. You were in a bind because you were a grad student who didn't feel like you fit in. Um, it sounds like you were, like many people, um, unclear about the best path for your profession. Do you think that you kind of avoided wrestling with that work decision and figuring out what you wanted to do professionally because it was just really scary to face this great unknown of what do I want to do professionally yeah. and so I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on taking care of my kids to put off
0: no that's an easy make- question that is exactly what happened mm-hmm. it felt like okay this decision is made like now I don't have to face this this other decision about whether I want to finish my degree Yeah, now I, I can just settle into like that I'm a mom right now this is what I'm doing right.
1: but it maybe was a less scary yes Less scary role than having to sit in class and feel so isolated and Mm -hmm. feel so kind of confused about. Or of, I mean, at that point there was no,
0: the class class. thing wasn't an issue, but the having to decide like, okay, I'm going to throw myself into
1: this path, this career path. Yeah. Yeah, No, for sure. I mean, I think you um, have some history of using a, a, defense called avoidance I mean Mm -hmm. you kind of avoided making the decision about wanting to get pregnant it sounds like you got really scared about how to figure out what you wanted to do professionally when it wasn't turning out the way you hoped like anthropology professor did not did not turn out to be what you wanted it to be and I think you were a little mad at yourself oh my god yes Mm. yeah no a lot of the anger is
0: towards myself yeah It just doesn't feel very productive to be angry at myself. Or at least I don't know how to turn it into a productive thing. Yeah. But definitely I have a lot of anger at myself for falling into or being something that I didn't, that I was almost actively trying to avoid. Yeah. Because Dominican moms, it's like once they're moms, that's all they are.
1: What is that stereotype in your mind in terms of the role in the home, the role in culture, the role in the family? So just to give you an example, when I told my mom that I was so s- angry that
0: I couldn't sleep because my daughter woke up 10 times per night and that I was so tired and then I and I want to go out and I want to like, you know, and I'm, when I say go out, it's not like I want to go out dancing like I'm a teenager, but like that I would love to be able to go on vacation with my partner. All of these things my mom said to me. Just get used to it. Like, she was like, but you just need to recognize, realize that that is what this is. That's what motherhood is, is about sacrifice. You're never going to sleep again, she said to me. <laughs> you will never sleep again. And then I was like, I can't believe, like, you know, I'm like all crying. Like, I can't believe you're saying that. Is that really true? And she's like, just get over it. God, you're such a bad mom.
1: She said that to you? Yeah. You're such a Your bad mom. Your mother said that to you? Yes. And in her definition of bad mom in that story, it was, what did a bad mom mean to her? I think
0: there's no room for, like, once my mom became a mom, it was like, it doesn't matter how tired she is, she's going to get home and she's going to make a fresh, home-cooked meal every day. I mean, that's how I grew up. doesn't matter how tired she is. If you're sick, she's going to get up and she's going to take care of you. There's no, you know, there's no, like, you know, you can handle this. I'm going to go out be- with my friends. That do- Never. I never saw my mom do that. So she meant selfish? Yes, that's what she meant. Because you're being selfish. Because you're a mom. mom. Being a mom is about sacrifice. It's done. Your life is over. You're a mom now. That's what it is. Being a mom means you don't exist anymore. You exist for your child. And that's it. That's your only job.
1: Would you describe yourself as, would you say, I'm a stay-at-home mom? That's funny. Um, Oh,
0: that's interesting. I haven't thought of myself as a stay-at-home mom, although that is precisely what I'm doing right now. I guess because I feel like I'm in just this transient state. I mean, right now I'm trying to keep myself as busy as possible Mm -hmm. in order to stave off those feelings that could Emerge that are about feeling, you know, like I'm wasting my time or, like, I'm not doing what I could be doing kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I do think that that's, I don't know, that's part of it.
1: Do you know what's making, do you know what's bringing the tears right now? I've been
0: looking for work and thinking about whether I would like to finish the dissertation and just... Feeling really unprepared and foolish, you know, like, why is it that someone with this, with so much education, I feel like I have more education than a lot of people, I can't seem to find a job. Like, I don't know, I just struggle with what that means about me or how I'm being perceived or...
1: What's your fear about what that means about you?
0: that I'm not as smart as I, you know, or that I'm not as
1: as prepared as I think I am. Well, I think you meant it when you said that you're not as smart as you think you are. hmm I don't think it is prepared. I think you are fearful about your worth. Right. I I sort of hear that as... It's this voice that goes with you everywhere, which is yes. like, "I'm not good enough." Mm-hmm. For sure. Or like,
0: th- sometimes the voice is not, "I'm not good enough." The voice is, "I could be doing better." Yeah. This is not my. This is not my best.
1: You know. What's your biggest fear about yourself? I, my
0: biggest fear is not reaching my full potential. And I feel like that's already been, like, that's already happened, you know? I'm 40, and I feel like I could have done so much more, and I haven't. Like, I meet people who are my age who've already done amazing things, or who are where they want to be in some way, or at least they put on as if they are in those places. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like I haven't lived up to that for a multitude of reasons. Um, yeah. having kids was definitely one of them.
1: Do you, How do you feel about, like, how does being a mom play into your identity and your self-esteem, or, or does it?
0: I mean, just like other areas of my life, I feel like I'm not being the best that I can be.
1: So. In, what, in what way?
0: Because I lose my cool with my kids. Because sometimes I don't read as many books as i should or you know that sort of stuff i'm like books to them to them yeah i'm 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 like super critical of myself so as a mom you know what i mean
1: yeah how, how what what is it like when you're home with the kids tell me like i don't know what's what's been like over the past few days or week i almost
0: want them to be quiet all the time i started to think about like how to realize that if they're talking i'm like annoyed <laughs> It's almost like I just wish that they were just quiet all the time, which is so not fair to them. You know, sometimes I get irritated. I'm super irritable and irritated over the tiniest things that they do when they're just being kids. Yeah. They want to jump on the couch. And it's like, it's, is it really the end of the world that they want to jump on the couch? Like, that's what kids do. and yeah. But I want them to be quiet. I, want, I have this, like, picture in my mind of what they're doing what they should be doing and how they should be behaving. Or if I have a project in mind, like, we're going to make clay. And instead, you know, my son wants to throw things all over. Like, it makes me crazy. Yeah. I lose it. Yeah. I mean, and they're five and six. Like, sometimes I have to just remember.
1: They're little.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, like, I enjoy the conversation and playing with them. I don't enjoy the bathing them, feeding them, brushing their that part, you know? Yeah. And so for me what I've been talking to my partner about more is like I, let's let's split up the work a little bit more so that I'm doing more of the sitting with you and reading with you kind of thing.
1: Uh-huh. Cuz that does, I enjoy. How does he feel about the bathing, get dressing like the physical stuff? He
0: can do it. He's so good at it. He's so patient. He's wow. so I don't know. See and that's and that's also like very uh, it's hard to be with someone who's like always good. You know? Tell me more. what that, it's means like to you. you. He never gets upset. He never loses it. He's always like figures out some pleasant way of talking them into brushing their teeth. Whereas my recourse is yelling. Mm. I feel like I'm um, always ready to be angry. It's it's like a shield. I've noticed it's how
1: I like protect myself. A lot of times, it's just like I'm always angry. And do you think it gets worse at home because home isn't where you want to be spending your days?
0: Yeah. Like sometimes I say mean things to them, and I re- and then I like feel really guilty that I said that, and then and then I started thinking. Like my partner asked me the other day, like you know this can re- you can like really traumatize them saying some of those things. What'd you say? Like my mom used to say, "I want to run away," and I said that the other day. I was like, I just want to pick up my stuff and run away. And my partner was like, why would you say that, dude? Like, that can really traumatize them. And I was like, I don't know. But it feels like when I say it, like a release. Yeah. You know? It's like some people punch a wall or something. Like, that
1: would never occur to me. But saying that felt like, (gasps) I think you do want to run away. I don't think you like being a full-time stay-at-home mom. I don't. I think you want to... Leave the house and run away to go to a job and then come back. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think you want. Yes. I think you know what you're avoiding, is what I'm saying. And that's why I think you should stop avoiding it because I think you just figured out a big thing you're avoiding. I think that's part of why you're angry. I think you got to face your fears. I think that you have a history in the arc of your life of wanting to work, of wanting to have an identity. Beyond um, a domestic one and a ch- and a role in childcare, and I think you're angry about not having that part of your identity developed, and and I think you'll be a better parent when you're less angry. Yeah. And I think in order to yeah. be less angry, you have to face your fears around building your work life up a little bit, and. If you want to get your PhD, you can still get your PhD. If you want to make a decision about choosing to walk away from your PhD dissertation, you can make that decision. You know, I think you should. I think it's very— You think I should what? Make the decision decision. about the the PhD. I think that you brought that up because you're aware that that's part of what's underneath the surface stressing you out, that you're avoiding making the decision about whether or not you're going to Mm -hmm. write your dissertation— but what's happening is that you don't have your PhD and it's like especially when you're not in a in an alternate job, it's wearing away at you and your self-esteem. I think you're doing something that I don't know, like there is a term for it. I don't I can't think of it now, mm-hmm. but it's like quitting so that you can't fail. <laughs> totally. I do feel like I do that. So, how do you create a safer and kinder environment inside your head so that you can walk around with comfort and armor and move forward to get what you want oh no i mean that's the that's the question <sighs> well i think you've done a lot of the first step which is kind of looking at at the problem and mm-hmm. i think you know we've kind of identified the problem is some of these things about how you see yourself your mm-hmm. own experience of your self-worth and and there's some and there's some very harsh ways that you see yourself and harsh ways that you talk to yourself and that and that is making it hard for you to move forward with strength and you know i think it needs to begin with creating a space in your mind where you say to yourself like am i doing my best all right good good for you good for you for the effort like do i have strengths yes am i gonna give it give it my best or my best that i can do right now you know like when you really are giving it your all i mean can't that be enough Do you, do you want to, um, do you want to, um, write a dissertation and, and receive a Ph.D. degree? I do. But I just don't know why. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Why? Why do you want to have a Ph.D.?
0: Just because it feels like I want to finish it, I just want to finish something.
1: Okay, so I mean, these—that's a very reasonable logic. Number one, you want to get a PhD because you did all the coursework yes, to get I a PhD. Yes, I did so much work. You spent years of your life earning years a of PhD, my life. and there's only one part left, so you want to complete that last part. Yes.
0: What do you? Even th- if I don't use it for something, I just feel like I want to. Yeah. Be done with it.
1: Yeah. Do you think that having that degree will? Um, Feel meaningful to you, yes. even if you don't. What What do you think it will mean to you to have a doctorate?
0: It will feel like even if my parents don't recognize it, that they've their hard work paid off.
1: Mm. So, can you tell me what the tears are for? The first time you're bringing up that part.
0: I just, I have a lot of respect for the stuff that my parents went through. You know, I have a lot of, like, um, it's hard, they were, you know, to come to this country without speaking the language and not knowing, like, what you, you know, it's, it's scary. And they worked really hard and I think, I think that because they made that move and they were courageous and they, they worked really hard. Um their daughter was able to even imagine that they that I could attempt something like that. I feel like that's a huge accomplishment.
1: Do you think they will get it?
0: I think now they get it. I think they already under like now my parents yeah. understand more mm-hmm. what a PhD is and what pursuing those sorts of degrees are, like yeah. kind of
1: enough so that if you finished your dissertation yeah. and had a graduation they would they, be ecstatic
0: they would be like, you did it. I mean, and, and like, as much as my parents, like, my, I didn't grow up in a family that ever, my mom never told me she loved me. My dad never told me, like, that's just not, they just don't do that. <laughs> Although my par- my husband's parents do. And I was like, your parents were really weird. I've never heard Dominican parents being like, I love you. I didn't grow up with that. Um, but my mom will say, you can do anything. I know you're like the smartest person I know. You can do anything. You just put, you know, I know, I believe in you. You put your mind to it, you can do it. So she's, you know, they've always said that. So I know that if I were to like graduate, they would be like, "Wow, you did it!" Even if, even if afterward they would be like, "Okay, so now what?" Yeah. (laughs) But I think they would just be like, "Yay, that's what you wanted to do. You did it."
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, I really think you need to face your fears and just. Uh, don't listen to your mom when she says you're a bad mom, but listen to her when she says you can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do anything you want because, because at the end of the day, like, you know that you know how to write and you know how to research. You That's actually not your concern. You're concerned about believing in yourself. So I think you just need to focus on the writing and the research. Okay. And tolerate the really uncomfortable aching, kind of like mm-hmm. diffuse, nauseous kind of um, feeling that it's not going to go well. I'm I'm afraid of being rejected. I'm afraid of someone telling me that I didn't understand this philosopher and that I don't sound smart. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. a good writer. Whatever the list of fears are in your head, you are afraid of those things. I am. But you can still march into that abyss. Right. And you just got to do, do it. You just got to do it. You just got to sit in the, the chair. <sighs> yeah. And um, open up your computer. Yeah. And um, know that it's going to feel really uncomfortable. But also know that you can do it. <laughs> just because it feels horrible right. doesn't mean that you're uh, you're not doing a great job. Doesn't mean that you won't be able to do it. Motherhood Sessions is a production of Gimlet Media. It's produced by Peter Bresnan and Molly Donahue. Our editors are Devin Taylor and Nazanin Rafsanjani. Music and mixing by Emma Munker. We'll have a brand new episode next week. I think I've always been concerned around gender presentation. You know, I'm like a masculine of center, lesbian woman. Um, I wear mostly men's clothes. And I know that the experience of being pregnant would make... I fear, and I, I'm pretty sure that th- this fear would be <laughs> warranted, With that I would feel a kind of outside of my body a lot, or my body would not feel like my own, and not just because it was carrying another person, but that it would make me feel very kind of alien to myself.